do on this particular show is we uh, engage in a biblical a theological pitch point, first of all. It's the very first thing that we do. Uh, we're interested in how we think Christianly about everything. And so in this particular case, we're interested in a small business from a Christian vantage point. And I wanted to point out and mention uh, to folks that uh, actually this Sunday, uh, I am doing a whole series this fall at my church, Crossroads Community Church up in Fishers, uh, Crossroads Community Church. I'm doing a fall series on thoughtful Christians in culture. And what we're doing there uh, is establishing a biblical framework for how we ought to think differently as Christians. That was the first three weeks. You can go to minuteorder.com to find out about what I had to say about those things. But in this particular week, this upcoming week, I'm going to be dealing with the issue of business. And from, from a decidedly Christian vantage point, I've actually gotten a, a great number of questions from some of the folks uh, in my class. Uh, about 70 folks uh, come to this class every Sunday. Uh, but for those of you in Radio Land or watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, uh, you can, can catch up with us actually online. Again, go to ComeniusInstitute.org or .com, and you can find uh, those particular uh, that particular series, Thoughtful Christians and Culture, there. There are three videos already up. If you have any questions on that or you'd like to pursue that a little bit more with me, uh, highlight that kind of uh, discussion uh, with me for whatever reason. Uh, just connect with me either on Facebook Messenger, uh, shoot me an email at echo1957. Happy to uh, do that. And that's a Gmail, echo1957 at gmail.com and uh, would ha be happy to engage uh, any kind of question, discussion, uh, concerns that you might have about those kinds of things. Uh, always want to, uh, every single week, give a shout out to our mom, HB and I, uh, our sons of uh, this lovely lady in Denver, Colorado, Littleton, Colorado. Her name is Virginia Echo. Thank you very much, mom, for every week watching and considering what we have to say and inviting a whole bunch of other folks there from Littleton to join us. Uh, thanks for that. We actually have a large viewing audience in Colorado. Not to mention around the world, you can actually access this channel, radionext.tv, at the Cool Groove site around the world. And so we have any number of folks uh, watching us at any given time, listening to us at any given time, simply because we're an internet radio. One of the great things about internet radio is the opportunity to not simply be land-based, uh, I know that every land-based station now has their own uh, app, and you can listen to them anywhere. But one of the great things that Internet Radio did uh, and continues to be the pioneer in is actually establishing uh, a presence on the net uh, wherever, around the world, and you can take us anyplace, pick us up anywhere. So this is a Comenius Institute-sponsored show. Quickly, I'll mention again what, what I do every single week, and that is uh, what bridges we cross at Comenius. At the Comenius Institute, we cross three bridges. The first is in college at IUPUI, helping Christian students think Christianly about their subjects. Actually, right after the show today, I'm going down to meet with a number of them over lunch. And we do that every single week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as students are available and we get uh, opportunities to do that. I also might add that this week is a kind of a special week. To this evening, I'm actually going down the south side of town uh, to connect with folks at LifePoint church down there on the south side of Indianapolis, and I'll be there with 40, 50, 60, whoever shows up, uh, college students from around Indianapolis, folks at uh, Indianapolis University, IUPUI, Marion, and so on, uh, some of the folks that are ministered to there, 
at LifePoint Church uh, under the leadership of Nate Gast. So I'll be down there this evening, uh, be starting my teaching down there at about nine o'clock tonight. It's going to be a late night uh, and then uh, turn right around and go back down to school at IUPUI in the AM. So that's at college. I love uh, working with college students. If you know of college students who need this kind of interaction from somebody who not only cares about them as young people, sees them as the next generation, uh, cares what they have to say and think, but also uh, you think that maybe there might be an opportunity to engage uh, faculty, to engage staff, to engage uh, whomever on the college campus, I would be happy to be contacted again about that. You can contact me also at, through my IUPUI address, which is Meckel, that's M-E-C-K-E-L, at iu.edu, iu.edu. So the second bridge we cross is into communities. We're doing that right now. Many of you are liking us, waving at us, uh, shooting us messages here already. Uh, forgive me for those of you who, who shoot messages to me uh, during the radio broadcast. I don't have enough hands to uh, deal with all of the connections, but I really wave back at you and then uh, reconnect with you later on. Of course, we've got the podcast later on, and what we do uh, after the show is over, uh, we have a great tech specialist. His name is Josh Collingwood. He puts up all the streams for us. All of these things go into iTunes. So then we broadcast and replay our Facebook Live, YouTube Live, which is going on right now. And then also our focus is uh, in the podcast. So you can listen to us, uh, do that kind of thing, do your earbud bit. Uh, but we do this community thing every single week uh, on Wednesday morning from 10 until noon, inviting people from around Indianapolis uh, who are doing good, who are Christians. Uh, and this week, as I mentioned, we have John and Tiffany Dearman coming in, small business owners on the west side of Indianapolis. They're also going to be back next week. This is the very first time I've ever done this, by the way, in over two and a half years of this broadcast. Actually bring somebody back the next week because they have some very interesting and important ideas to share uh, outside of the small business world that they're in. So John and Tiffany will rejoin us next week. And then, oh, and you cannot miss this, the week after that, the 17th of October, my man, my twin, H.V. Bell, Jumbo Love's birthday. He is turning the big 6-0. He's got a big smile on his face over there through that place glass window. Looking forward to celebrating his birthday on Wednesday, October 17th. We are inviting the world down to the plate glass. Come on down, bring your gifts, bring your donuts, bring your cupcakes, celebrate HB's birthday, the big 6-0. So community, the second bridge, the third bridge is into culture. Culture, we are investing from a Christian point of view in lots of different arenas. Uh, I engage this on a regular basis in all kinds of writing that I do. Uh, for instance, uh, the last journal article that's about to be published is on the abolitionist movement, the theological roots of the abolitionist movement. That's coming out through Integrité, which is a journal of faith, learning, integration. And uh, that's coming out through Missouri Baptist University down in, in St. Louis. And then uh, this month also, in a few weeks, uh, we are having an opportunity to speak at Marion University. And the title of my uh, lecture talk there uh, to English students on the 30th of October at Marion University is Evil Shares Our Bed and the emphasis is going to be on uh, what does the curious mind, unbridled knowledge, bring to human beings. We'll be studying some romantic and gothic horror literature uh, during that particular presentation show. So shouts out to Dr. Norton over there at Marion University. 
uh, Brandy Worrell, who, who set this up. We're really grateful for that opportunity. So we're going to take a one-song break, just introducing the show. And when we come back, uh, we'll begin the discussion of how we think Christianly from a very decidedly biblical point of view about not just small business leadership, but how do we establish some of those business business principles? You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio at RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. We'll be right back. So for those of you sticking with me here, uh, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, glad to have you. Thank you for uh, joining us here today. Uh, Dr. Clyde will be rolling in here at any moment, any time. One of the difficulties uh, that I have uh, in this using my phone actually for uh, Facebook Live is that I can't take text messages. So I'm always hoping that nobody, especially Dr. Clyde, isn't trying to text message me here at this particular time. So thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, I was serious about coming out to Crossroads Community Church if you're at all interested. This um, Sunday at 10 o'clock is when I do my teaching there at Crossroads Community Church. If you take I-69 North to exit 210, uh, head toward the hospital at about half a mile past the hospital is where our, our location is. I'll be teaching there at 10 o'clock. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, Josh Collingwood will be uh, taking care of the videotaping. Also wanted to mention uh, really somebody who's very important to this uh, broadcast as well as to Cominius, uh, which is Polly Riddell. Thank you, Polly, ever so much for your constant connections. Actually, it's Polly who brought forward uh, the opportunity to be with the Deermans. And so I'm grateful for her connections. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, I call her my CCO, even though at the moment uh, we need to find the funding for that position, which reminds me, this is a nonprofit. Thank you very much. So go to CominiusInstitute.com slash partners and check us out there and start donating to this particular nonprofit. You will be contributing not simply to this community event that you see here in front of you on the radio, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, podcast later on through iTunes, but you're also uh, contributing to the base of what allows this uh, platform to exist for us. Uh, folks like Polly Riddell, who uh, do all kinds of great work on our behalf, and uh, the kinds of work that she does, really very important and beneficial for us. So I always want to give a shout out to Polly and, of course, Josh. Uh, Josh just put together the documentary for Comenius which I think is finished, and we're looking forward to that. And uh, by the way, HB, this is something that uh, you and I have to talk about, uh, maybe finding a venue for that documentary yeah. and uh, see what we can do about that. Okay. So, yeah, think that through with me. I appreciate it. So one of the nice things about having this particular little cubicle is that I'm so close to HB's uh, desk over on the other side, I can actually talk to him, which is kind of nice. So here we are. We're emphasizing again uh, small business this week and business principles. And we'll begin in the book of Proverbs, which is where we always like to start. The book of Proverbs is very important to us. Uh, We want to gain universal wisdom from uh, the book, and that's going to be always important for us. So uh, for those of you who are wondering where we get our information from, where did you find that? that, uh, Where did you uh, connect with those ideas uh, from my vantage point, it will always be from Scripture, I believe, uh, Scripture to be the authoritative word of God. And not only that, but a really uh, profitable way to live life, actually, based on the principles. So even if you're not a believer, uh, honestly, if you abide by the principles of Proverbs, uh, those are some really excellent uh, perspectives on life and very helpful in day-to-day living. Of course, 
that's the temporal, then of course we would have to have a discussion about the eternal, and I'd be happy to have that discussion with anybody as well. Always grateful for uh, the opportunity to uh, talk in these kinds of terms. Uh, I want to give a plug again to uh, the, this particular radio show, radionext.tv at the Cool Group site. I don't do this thing alone. Honestly, I, I drive up here 10 minutes ahead of the show. HB sets me up. We're all good to go. Uh, there is no lag time. I don't have any concerns or problems about what's going to happen next. It just moves, and it's a wonderful thing. Uh, for those of you who are interested in this kind of marketing, branding, uh, getting your word out there, your message, your communication line, uh, please do contact HB. HB is one of these guys who's been doing this thing for seven years. Uh, he really is the pioneer, honestly. A lot of people are uh, copying what he has done uh, in years that follow, but he's the one who really set the standard for this. So check him out, HB uh, Bell. He's the one who uh, you want to contact about your radio show and getting yourself on the podcast. Honestly, uh, the opportunity that we have uh, far outweighs, as far as I'm concerned, far outweighs uh, the cost of this particular show. It's a marvelous opportunity. We have great respect around the community. Uh, folks talk about us even during the week. Uh, mention the radio show. Hey, well, who's going to be on the show this week? That kind of thing. Uh, so we're constantly getting interaction from people in and around Indianapolis. And as I suggested, honestly, it's not just Indy, but it's around the world, around the United States. Uh, really, really happy to uh, be engaged uh, with folks everywhere. I see my mom uh, saying hello. Hey, mom, how you doing today? I'll be I'll be calling you later on. Call mom every every uh, day after the radio show on my next drive, wherever I'm driving to. So we have a set schedule. As soon as I'm out of here, as soon as I pick up the podcast, the streams, uh, we keep this thing going. And uh, mom tells me about uh, her views of the guests. It's really great. Love mom. Thanks, mom, for always being there uh, for us. Um, I sent you an email this morning, by the way. Uh, check that out. Uh, and I mentioned uh, earlier about HB and his birthday coming up the 17th. So we're getting all that set up and ready to go. So we're about to come back online here. For those of you following uh, the visual verbal, YouTube Live, Facebook Live podcast is about to continue here in just a moment. Thanks for hanging in there with us, for enjoying this morning with us. Uh, here is Dr. Clyde. He's uh, pulling up here to the window, about to uh, enter the stage. Morning, brother. We're just coming in operating. Oh. Oh my! Yeah, bring it, bring it right around. And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And here, uh, right next to me now, Dr. Clyde Posley. Uh, here we are back again, uh, doing our thing, which we do every Wednesday. Good morning, ten until noon. Uh, thanks, uh, as always, brother, for being here. Uh, always grateful for your presence and, quite frankly, for the opportunity that Dr. Clyde has to minister to people in and around Indianapolis. Uh, does great work in that. And, of course, your pastoral skills are beyond uh, beyond compare, brother. I'm honing them. Yeah. <laughs> there you this go. Is, this is like, like, a, like a true doc, like a, um, a medical doctor. Um, I'm honing constantly practicing. There you go. Constantly practicing. There you go. Unfortunately, there's so much material. 
He's got the shepherd's crook right over his shoulder right now. You just don't see it. It's right there metaphorically. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's the man uh, does great work at Antioch Baptist Church here in Indianapolis. So this morning, as I've been mentioning uh, here, oh, and look at this. Okay, here we go. Before we get to it, folks, the man has just laid it down. The book is out. His brand new book, More Than Icons and Images. And I'm assuming this is my signed copy. No, it's not. All right. Well, you're going to sign it, though. Absolutely. All right. I have one for you. All right, good. My man is here with his new book. This is really cool. We'll I'm really pleased for you. We'll talk, I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to get to it. We'll talk about no, it. No, man. I'm that's excited. Right. I, I'm excited for you. See this big smile on my face? <laughs> Anytime somebody writes something, I think it's a grand a grand victory. So Writing expands the mind. Yeah, Isn't that the truth? truth? Always. Yeah, and you're going to be bringing that message next week to my class, aren't you? Yes, I am. I am. I'm honored to be there. Um, really, I'm honored, I'm honored to be there. Yeah, and you get a chance to plug the book there too, man. I didn't even think about that. Uh, that's a good idea. Yes, it is. That, that's a good idea. I'm, no, I'm more, more more than that. I'm excited. I, I love young minds. Yeah, I like their questions. Yeah, I like I like how the the um, the, the they are logical without knowing it. <laughs> they just need to be taught how to. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I'm what we're doing. About Actually, uh, this. Uh, this next paper that they're working on is, which is due that day. So what we do is that day, the, the paper is due. And then uh, we spend the first 45 minutes of class talking that through and what did they find out and so on. The paper is due on the 9th. Uh, the 11th. The, the, is that the 11th? That's, that's the, Thursday. That's the Thursday. Thursday. You're right. coming in on a Thursday. So, so um, what is the subject? So the subject is you. So what I want them to do is I want them to see somebody who speaks, somebody who writes, okay. somebody who is, an MLK scholar, somebody who has an interdisciplinary degree, somebody's got a PhD, okay. you know, and somebody who's prominent in the community, which is, I think, a, a marvelous and an important thing. You know, must I, be inviting somebody else. Come on, man, I'm plugging you all the time. Come on now. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> so, to be there. It's going to be great. And, and seriously, for those of you listening uh, here uh, to this, this is a really great opportunity. The first time we I did this for the first paper uh, back in September, mm -hmm. I had Mr. Larry Smith mm -hmm. uh, from the Tobias Leadership Institute. One yeah, one of our guests. Yeah. And uh, of course, now uh, because we're co-hosts uh, on this particular show, I wanted you to be there to give your expertise. Let them ask you questions. Absolutely. I think that's going to be wonderful and good. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get HB in there on the third paper. Uh, so that'll be in November at some juncture. And uh, want him to get in there because his his communication skills are beyond. Uh, compare in terms of what he's been doing for seven years on the radio. So this is really quite something we we want to emphasize uh, good people around the, uh, Indianapolis. So congratulations on the book, man. Thank That's you. seriously, that Appreciate is seriously cool news, man. Thank really cool much. news. I love it when anybody writes anything. Uh, it's it's a marvel. Thank you, Thank you very much. So uh, to the subject at hand for today, which is small business, right. uh, entrepreneurialism, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, quite honestly, uh, guys like Dr. Clyde and myself, you know, we're on, we have an entrepreneurial spirit. We may not be able to give our full attention to an entrepreneurial uh, issue right. or a, as, a, as, a the world might, as the world might label it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But we have that spirit. That is, we really care about it. Uh, we care about, uh, I don't believe in a box. So I always talk about what box leadership. There is really no box. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're just out there doing our thing as God has given us gifts and so on to do. 
Uh, so let, maybe that's where we can start this discussion here today with the issue of giftedness mm -hmm. and the need, I think, for us to help people to remember that uh, the kinds of things that they have within them mm -hmm. uh, to do what they do don't come from them. They don't come from them. Absolutely. They, 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 they have to. Well, God puts it in us. Yeah. And, and, and whether we want to embrace it or accept it or not, we are God's creation. He made us as he desires. And... Um, and so he put in us the ability to accomplish uh, purpose mm. and and the gifts and ta and talents and and this is even before we know him. Mm. Uh, in terms of the gifts, the Bible said the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Mm. And so that so within us is even the even the the the, the Joes of those of history who have chosen to be evil. They have they have perpetuated evil, performed evil. With godly gifts, mm -hmm. if, if I if I can say that, yeah. I, hope, I hope that comes across. No, right? I'm, not, I'm not saying God had anything to do with the perpetuation right. of the, of the evil, right. yeah. as much as I'm saying they took something God gave them and didn't didn't connect with God, and so they used it with the human mind only and mm -hmm. not by the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's dangerous. Um, and so we we uh, and so we all have these abilities, these these gifts, and we can develop uh, talents. To become entrepreneurial, but a bigger question is why? So that we can glorify God, mm. so that we can affect, help, help implement the kingdom of God on earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we do not connect those gifts and talents with God to His glory, uh, we suffer. Mm. Doesn't mean we don't get rich. Doesn't mean we don't become famous. But we suffer whenever we, God has given us something that we do not dedicate to him mm -hmm. for his service. Um, and this really goes back to the issue of uh, that Ecclesiastes 3 passage that God's mm -hmm. placed eternity in the hearts of men uh, because the, you can't fill a, a round peg hole with a square that's peg. Right. That's right. That's, that's, a, that's a great. You know, an, an extreme example and that uh, of taking what God has given you and him and, and, and reconnecting it with God and being, and then being blessed behind it. An extreme example of what can happen, a great example of what can happen is in um, Matthew chapter 14. Mm -hmm. I, um, as you know, I preached a revival um, mm -hmm. uh, last week and then, and then I had to preach out of town um, Sunday morning. Okay. And so I was wrestling with this man. I prepared this, what I thought was a well thought out message. Uh, I'm on the highway. The Lord tells me to preach this message that I preached before. Mm -hmm. And it's called Break the Box. Mm -hmm. And I won't get into that much as, as, as much as I will talk about the fact that this woman took this alabaster box, mm -hmm. uh, this expensive box, and uh, the, expensive, the expensive spike motor. And she broke the box, the contents of the box on the head of Jesus Christ. For the point I'm trying to make here, in verse 9, Jesus says he was so impressed with her taking her resources and buying something, using it to develop something precious, and then break it on him, mm -hmm. that he says something that you don't find elsewhere in Scripture. He says, because she has done this in verse 9, everywhere this gospel is preached in the whole world, I want her spoken of mm -hmm. as a memorial. Or wow. what she has done. Wow. Jesus co eternally connects her on earth mm. with the gospel's preaching mm -hmm. because 
of her what she of her taking her resources and dedicating them mm -hmm. to the glory of Christ. Mm -hmm. that's, 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 that's what can happen. That's the type of thing that God wants to do when you commit what he has given you to his glory. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This is a marvelous uh, message here. Just getting laying groundwork really for what we do, the giftedness that God has given mm -hmm. to us and how we steward it and how we steward it. There you go. So maybe there's the next place to go since you mentioned the term, which is the issue of stewardship. Mm -hmm. So when we think about stewardship, we're talking about taking care of that which has been given to us, but also multiplying from it. So, for instance, the, the famous talents passage, uh, this has been preached on I don't know how many times, I'm sure. Uh, but the concept, of course, is that if you've been given something, you're responsible for it. Right. And if you're responsible for it, however much you've been given, you're responsible for that much. Right. That's so, right. for instance, tonight I'm going to speak to a bunch of college students down on the south side of Indianapolis. I was mm -hmm. mentioning this before you came in, and it'll be about 50 young college students there. And I'm going to be talking about student as vocation. That is, their job right now is to be a student. Mm -hmm. That's their work. So, uh, what I'm going and to steward be steward that, and to steward that. And so, there it is. How do you use that which you've been given? So. Uh, you and I have had the opportunity of going through PhD studies. We've mm -hmm. earned these degrees. Mm -hmm. Now we bear that responsibility mm -hmm. that goes Absolutely. along with that degree Absolutely. to take care of that which has been given, right. but also to produce from it. Exactly, and to cause cause it to be more than it than than it was when when it was given to us. There it is. That that's 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 one of the core principles of the talent parable that of which you spoke. Mm -hmm. uh, that that the that the landowner. Mm -hmm. Was not happy. Yes, when he got back and found that his one of his servants had not multiplied, expanded mm. what he had been given, mm -hmm. he was not happy. Mm. He punished him. Yeah, because he he he, he said, "Listen, you should have known. Mm -hmm. I expected yeah. to come back and find more of a gift right. than the gift I left you with." And that's 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 a great that's a great uh, that, that's a good example of of what God is looking for with by giving us um, principles of entrepreneurial mm -hmm. and, and 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 what you said about that student that, that, that students that's that, okay that is that's, 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 that is huge yeah uh, because a lot of uh, young people who are students see uh, school as only monotonous mm -hmm. and and only drudgery yes but it is. It is, and some of them don't realize that the reason they don't get better jobs after school mm -hmm. is because God operates by his own principles. Mm -hmm. If you have not been faithful over little, mm -hmm. he is not going to make you ruler over much. Over much. Yep. So if you half kick let's just say, through school, yeah. then it is un it's, un it's unjust to even ask God, for some great expansion mm -hmm. into this world's mm -hmm. uh, workforce and industry, when he because he is going to say now, he, whether he says do you hear him say it or not, he's going to look at you now. Did you get up for time? Did you get up on time for mm -hmm. class? Mm -hmm. Did you did you seek to uh, study? Because you're going to have to get on be, get up on time for this work, and you're going to have to study their policies, mm -hmm. and you're going to have to you are going to connect until you become. Mm -hmm. The, the entrepreneur to it's your company, you're probably going to have to work in a company and cause another man to increase in wealth. So you learn how to manage wealth. Yeah. And so you are increasing in your wealth in your studies. If you haven't done at this level, mm -hmm. so you're actually working on your entrepreneurial 
uh, wealth yeah. in college. Yeah. You've got to start the stewardship as a student. And that really takes discipline. Uh, one of the things that uh, I say to students regularly is there are two principles of life, two pillars, I call them. One is gratitude, that you thank somebody outside of yourself mm -hmm. uh, for what's been given to you. But then there's also discipline, which comes from within yourself. Mm -hmm. So you bear responsibility not only for what's been given to you, but now the responsibility to take sure. care of that which has been given to you. And so this is crucial. So for those, all of my students, for instance, who have gone on, they're now in their 40s, they have their own kids, and they write to me and they say, I'm so thankful for the discipline that you uh, put into me when you graded my papers and when you corrected my mm -hmm. grammar and when when you made me write even when I didn't want right. to write, you right. know, all of Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Is that is so true. Yeah, that is so true. So when we when you if there are any students out there listening right now or later on, you see the archived uh, bits that we put together here. Uh, remember this concept that indeed your responsibility right now is to begin to lay the groundwork for the rest of your life. And so even one of the, the principles that I'm suggesting here this evening when I, when I teach is that study precedes work, that diligence precedes uh, the entrepreneurialism, that the basis for how we live the rest of our lives then uh, comes because of this uh, essential, uh, and I, I don't know that I would really even uh, care to uh, suggest that it isn't uh, very, very hard work, but it is hard work. Right. It takes a lot of time and effort. Right. And, 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 and it, it hones discipline. Mm -hmm. it, it, I remember, uh, I won't mention the university, but I, I remember t uh, teaching, I walking into a class that I really wasn't uh, slated to teach. I was, I was kind of thrust in this class. I was teaching in the sociology department, um, but the psychology department at the school needed uh, I needed 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 that. Well, the teacher got sick. Okay, and I ended up having to, to do dual duty. Okay, and so it wasn't a stretch to teach in the psychology department. I have a little bit of background at as sociology guy, mm -hmm. the, was the science guy. Sure. And so I brought. Uh, so one of the in the syllabus, I, I asked for a, a twenty-page paper at the end of the semester. Uh, these were uh, level four. These were uh, four. 400, 411. 400, yeah, 411 mm -hmm. students. And um, they, were, they were preparing for their thesis. They were preparing to um, write prospectus. And, and uh, so I saw, I, I saw it not an over-determination of what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. First thing, one of these seniors mm -hmm. said to me, I can't believe you want us to write a 20-page paper. <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I said, and I can't believe <laughs> you expect to write a 75 page thesis paper mm -hmm. there it is. in six months mm -hmm. if you cannot. Oh my. And then I said, excuse me, if you're not willing. Oh my. To Lay write it down now, boy. A, a 20 page <laughs> paper mm -hmm. that I'm telling you in August is not due until uh, these, the end of December. Yeah. And uh, that, 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 that student, he's one of my Facebook friends now. He constantly falls over me, thanking me, <laughs> acknowledging that he could yep. not have written his thesis mm -hmm. without that. There you go. That paper mm -hmm. became a large part of his thesis. Sure. And so we we have to learn that type of discipline. And now he he uh, he helps. He has a service oh, where he helps people prepare about that. for their thesis. Yeah. That's the and and so we it's 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 fulfilling. That's I, I love to get those, those types of stories. Yeah. Uh, because and, and the things that have helped me force me 
to write well or better. I didn't like it at the time. I had some annoying teachers. Mark, <laughs> Mark Shook, Dr. Mark Shook. I, I still cringe and think, but he's, but he forced me. He believed, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and so. Um, there it is. Yeah. yeah, we've got teachers that push us and prod us. And at the moment, honestly, we do not like them. Right. There's no question about that at all. Uh, but at the end of the day, which means probably 10 to 20 years later, we do appreciate them so much more. Than oh, absolutely. He was his, uh, and I see the providential hand of God mm -hmm. in preparing me to get to a place uh, to, to be on this radio, uh, to be on this broadcast, mm. uh, to, to produce a book, to produce mm. a dissertation, to, to write in blogs, to, to just to be on panels, mm -hmm. to, to, to prepare sermons. You know, uh, I, I, uh, and I, I do say this on the, how people take it. As, well, you really hear me preach. I don't use notes, but I do write the sermon. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that is some, you have to learn that. Yeah, you do. You have to learn that. I'm not a person that, 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 um, because I'm, what's the term, so engaged with the people, that reading off the sermon for me, my father ministry taught it, but reading off the sermon for me doesn't work well. It, 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 I'm better as a conversation. Extemporaneous. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've written the sermon. Yeah. I have it. Six. It's going to be seven to ten pages. It's back during that study. Mm -hmm. Someone taught us these things, that, and and the people who were teaching us, they didn't know they were getting us ready for for our own companies, our own. Of producing our own products, our own entrepreneurial spirit. They were just doing their task. I take that as the providential care of God, placing these people in our lives without even knowing what our futures were going to be, but just doing their role. God's hand was in it. God knew what he was going to cause us to be. And anybody, in any, uh, uh, everybody has a, whether they know it or not, Dr. Echo, has a, a, cap a, a entrepreneurial gift. You can be a business owner at something mm. if you desire. Mm -hmm. And I mean someone 90 mm -hmm. and someone, my first business, I was eight. Eight? I was eight. Wow. What were you doing at eight? My my mother, I wanted what, I wanted what was a, a Schwinn Stingray. <laughs> I remember that. The wheel in the front. I remember those. I wanted yeah, one man. of those had the little shock in the front. Yeah, man. And my mother told me <laughs> that no. I don't even remember why she told me no. That same day, my father had told me to cut the grass. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had this old lawnmower that wouldn't work right. It just wouldn't work right, and I kept it kept, kept cutting off. And so I stopped. Let me look see what's wrong with this thing. It was as simple as. Two things. One, the spark plug attach attachment was off. Mm -hmm. Then it still would, would work longer, but not not uh, well. Then it dawned on me: well, if it's if that's something connected to the spark the spark plug connection, maybe it's the spark plug. Mm -hmm. I took the spark plug out, went and got the one my father had in the garage, put it in there. It worked properly. We had two other lawnmowers in there. Happened to have the same problem. I didn't know. <laughs> so I saw. I, I started to look and notice other people's grass. Were not was not being cut, and one lady, Miss Harris, down the street, she had a son who went to college. I kind of thought in my mind, I bet that he's it was his job to cut that grass. Mm -hmm. Tap on the door, Miss Harris, can I cut your grass? She said, Yeah, I'll give you five dollars, but you got to cut the ladies next door's grass too because James is going to school mm -hmm. and, and he cuts her grass too. So it was ten dollars. Wow, look so at I, you. So I asked her to, to go into what I had learned in school called a promise. 
it was another word for agreement. Or yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I said, well, you promised to let me do this every... She said, sure, you're a smart kid, sure. <laughs> so I, that two turned into five and turned into eight. Mm -hmm. so, I would, I, so I tied these three lawnmowers mm -hmm. so that one wouldn't cut off or, and drug them down the street after I bought my street uh, Stingray bike. And I did that up until I was about 13 when I got really into sports. Wow. And so my parents didn't hit me, had to give me allowance. I made probably about $30 every two weeks doing that. That's, 30, that's, that's uh, 40 years ago, man. That's big bucks, man. So it, it's just, it's all in the thinking. It's all in, you know, it's all in there. And, and the biggest thing about it was that my my parents were so proud of me. Oh, there it is. That's, that, that was the biggest thing about that, that they that they saw that they were proud of me. So, mm. so uh, folks who are listening to us, watching us right now, for all your money management concerns, please turn <laughs> your attention to my co-host. <laughs> it's in the garage. It's, it's, it's all in the garage. No, no, that's that's that that that's a very that's a very uh, basic, uh, you know, a truth that points to the fact that if you can knit. If you can sew, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there are home-based businesses, you know, uh, and, and there are things that can be done uh, to make money that people really don't think about if they're, if, if they're not tapping into the to the concept that God wants you to be able. A lot of people sit on their wealth mark and they don't know it. They, mm -hmm. they, they have money struggles. Um, well, some have it from not tithing and bring offerings. But 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 but, but 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 others, you know, on, on top of that, they don't use what they can do, and, and or, or watch this. Some people do it for another company and are making someone else rich. You mm -hmm. can't understand why they always struggle. Mm -hmm. You are not designed to always make someone else rich. Mm -hmm. You don't know any rich people who spend their whole spent their whole life working for someone else. Mm -hmm. Edward Jones is calling right now. To get the watchword from the man sitting yes, next yes, to me, right? I mean, think about it. <laughs> think about right. it. If you if you if you take if you take, I mean, you look at the, how, the, these people who are wealthy. They don't. They they, they 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 are constantly looking for a way that they can be at the helm of an to to to, to implement an idea mm -hmm. or concept, evil or not, mm -hmm. right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a even as horrible as this sounds, the drug dealer. They're just they are just merchants. They they are propagating a concept, an idea that they believe they have a consumer base for. That's right. And and that's I in no way think that's godly, right, or should happen. Right. But we're talking principles of entrepreneurship. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. They're using what they have to right. create wealth. And, well. and to create wealth by taking advantage and they do they use Deuteronomy eight to to, to 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 tap into unfortunately a client base that is limitless. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, and they are destroying the fabric of America in the process. Right. Right. Indeed. And this goes back to the issue of stewardship, of course. It's one of the reasons why uh, folks like Dr. Clyde Posley preach every Sunday and pastor a church so that he can develop uh, this, not just this shepherding process uh, through pastoral care, but to help his uh, people to uh, think about stewardship and to care for the things that they've been given. All of that matters uh, tremendously. All of that matters. And right across the street, we see coming down the sidewalk, holding hands, uh, John and Tiffany Dearman. 
and uh, Polly Riddell, by the way, uh, Dr. Clyde uh, just mentioned here online, I need an entrepreneurial counseling session with Dr. Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go, Polly. Thank you for that note. Charismatic and, and, and the comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So we're really grateful to have these folks here. They're just coming in the door. And uh, before we get to them, we've got another 10 minutes or so for you to kind of hang in there with us. But, you know, quite frankly, uh, it's been really eye-opening for me. I, frankly, have not heard this story from Dr. Clyde Posley before and uh, this story about uh, his lawnmower business. So I'm really glad to learn a little bit more about it. It didn't have a name. That's all right, man. You got the spark plug now. It didn't have a name. I learned how to, you know, keep, so, I, so I went and bought me a supply spark plug. Yeah. And I started working with little carburetor, and I kept making sure I kept the oils changed. And then, and then a man taught me how to take a, um, how to ch sharpen the blades with a uh, file. Yeah. Called a file. And um, and so it really, really. So I bought, you know, I take it. I buy. Um, I didn't. I, I, I didn't understand about tithing and offering at that time. And so um, before I got done, I learned, you know, mm -hmm. to, to tithe into uh, the body of Christ. And I saved money in a shoebox. Hmm. And I've been most most things I bought were for myself, like Stretch Armstrong, uh, Ozo the Clown. <laughs> I bought Chuck Taylor, you know, White Converse, uh -huh. uh, my first pair of Chuck Taylors. So uh, I was I was able to do, but but it, it, it taught me that the, it, what I do remember, and to this day, I still remember in the darkest of times, in the most difficult moments of financial difficulty I've had. I've asked God to speak to me about what's in me, mm -hmm. and that's never failed. Mm -hmm. Yet He has that spirit has gotten me through, and mm -hmm. God has God has been God has been far better to me than I expected. Mm -hmm. And we're grateful to hear these words here this morning from Dr. Clyde Posley, telling us actually a story from when he was eight years of age, mm -hmm. uh, even up till the age of thirteen, mowing lawns. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're talking about small business here this morning, and from a Christian vantage point. Uh, Dr. Clyde, you and I have, uh, you've really mentioned it a couple of times now. Why don't we take the last few moments here of our first hour uh, to talk about the necessity of giving, uh, which then uh, provides more influx of capital and more wealth because we have given uh, to the church, back to God again. Uh, what is the principle that you would direct people to, to help them to understand it's really important for people to remember that their responsibility as Christians is actually to give back. Right. Well, if 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 being godly, or as, as you said, being a Christian is, is is our desire, then we should try to mimic God, mm -hmm. to be as God, to be as God would have us to be in the earth. And and the greatest thing we know about God that has per personally affect us as humans, whether it is arguable, I guess, but but it's that God gave. Mm -hmm. We have relationship with God. I mean, God. We don't have relationship with Him because He made the universe. We don't have relationship with Him because uh, He is wise. We have relation. Our first real connection with Him as individuals is when we begin to reconcile that He gave mm -hmm. His only begotten Son, mm -hmm. and whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. When we come to understand the rest of that verse, that God said, "Not the sons of the world to condemn the world, but the world will might be saved." So the first thing we need to learn is the most important thing we need to learn about to be godly, the principle that to be godly is to be a giver. Mm -hmm. He goes on in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 to say, God, say that God loves a cheerful giver. And from that giving, 
all grace is added unto you in that same in that same passage. The thing that has made the difference in my world, the greatest expressions, uh, the greatest impact that I see people making on earth is is those who, who are in businesses who give back to their community, mm -hmm. who serve the homeless, mm -hmm. who take their wealth and not just, this is my opinion, like Elon Musk, this guy's, yeah. uh, he's, while he's giving in one place, he's doing things that don't sometimes make sense, mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, but the people who make the most impact are the ones who gain wealth and look for a way to cause others to it to be blessed from what they're how they're being blessed. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's something I'm going to do. I'm going. I'm, I'm in the process now, and my business, one of my businesses, of setting up a scholarship fund that specifically uh, to to give to students who are who are struggling financially, who who who, who, who are making good grades but struggling financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to give to that. I don't expect. God to just pour into me without there being a a door for me to pour into people. Mm -hmm. People who learn to give as they receive uh, make the most impact in society. It's important to recognize, by the way, that we're as we live in Indianapolis, uh, that we have some great examples of this. Uh, we mentioned uh, the Tobias Center, Tobias mm -hmm. Leadership Center, mm -hmm. which was founded and established by. Uh, Ambassador Tobias, who gave a large amount of money to make this center happen. And then, of course, we live in one of the most philanthropic cities in the world mm -hmm. uh, because of Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical Absolutely. company, who made millions and millions of dollars and then established trusts and foundations and so on that would uh, then promote and give this money out to other people uh, from that time on. And, of course, there are managers, conservers, preservers of this amount of money, uh, here in Indianapolis and doing good with this. And of course, now we have one of the greatest uh, philanthropy schools in the world, uh, which is actually at IUPUI. Absolutely. So it's a very important process that we're talking about here, not just in terms of conserving uh, that which we've been given and stewarding it, but then to allow it to be promoted and produced right. from and uh, the explication of what we uh, have been given to other people. And that's what Dr. Clyde and I are celebrating here. Absolutely, absolutely. It, when the church was established, uh, uh, shortly after the day of Pentecost, they immediately established a plan to disperse to the needs of all. There it is, yeah. And and, and they also quickly disciplined mm -hmm. the couple that that worked against that principle mm -hmm. of serving yeah. uh, one another, right. serving the common good that's expressed throughout Scripture. We find God uh, with God blessing and disciplining uh, uh, based on how a person's mindset was about their giving. Man with the barns who had the ability to bless mm -hmm. many, but only wanted to build bigger barns. Mm -hmm. Only place in scripture we find God saying, you fool. Mm -hmm. You fool, why? Because you are seeking ways to hoard what I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, uh, you know, and so just, just the, the scripture is filled. The, the, the Bible is filled with with the notion, with the concept, with the truth. There's a thread throughout it that in the, throughout the Old Testament, you made many references to this. God, in, in, in the first five books of Moses are constant references to the reality that we should treat strangers well. Mm -hmm. That we should create paths for, for them to dwell in and to be nourished. Mm -hmm. leave, leave part of your harvest for the, the stranger. Mm -hmm. uh, we see God sending 
to uh, uh, making making uh, his love available to the Ninevites mm -hmm. through Jonah. People here, most people think of Jonah and think of the story of the whale. That story is not about a whale. Mm -hmm. It's about God's love to people who hated him. Mm -hmm. And he's sending Jonah. What Jonah didn't want to do was actually go express God's love for some people who have been known to hate God. Mm -hmm. And so we 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 and so when people decide, so 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 to the nutshell for me, entrepreneurial and entrepreneurial spirit for Christians, for people who are seeking to be godly and kingdom people, is to let God teach you to develop the gift that's in you so that you can learn how to better serve others. Yes, absolutely. You've been listening to Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Group site. This has been our first hour. We've been discussing Dr. Clyde Posley, Dr. Mark Eckel. I've been discussing the issue of small business entrepreneurial spirit uh, from a decidedly biblical theological Christian point of view. Uh, in our second hour, we're going to be blessed to have uh, John and Tiffany Dearman here who are going to talk about their own personal experience in small business development as Christians. And you'll be seeing them in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be taking a two-song break uh, here at the top of the hour. And when we come back, uh, we will, uh, after we get our pictures taken and all that good stuff we do every week, uh, we're going to be hearing from John and Tiffany Dearman. So two-song break. We'll be right back. For those of you who are hanging with us here, YouTube, Facebook, we're going to uh, get out of our chairs here for just a second. Go get pictures taken, and then we'll be back. So hang in there with us. We will return. Let's get a picture uh, and we'll shove out this picture later on. Yeah, our the man who kind of controls the whole system. Here, so. And I'm not getting any internet in here. Oh, really? You're still in there. Not getting any internet, man. Now it's been on up until five minutes ago. We get these pictures real quick. Yeah, you guys know. Very nice to meet you. Absolutely. We usually get this shot right here, so four of us right next to each other in the Thank you. 
Oh, one more? All right. We gotta make sure that the lady is uh, just pleased with this. Oh, 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 oh. The woman see. Oh. Yeah, the woman has to see. All right, we're coming back in here. Thanks for hanging in there with us. So we're going to set up uh, our guests. Yes, sir. One more. That's approved. Yeah, I need to. I need to. I need to get that back. Another picture. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sit over here on this side. We put them right in the middle. Right, let's see if we, yeah, let's yeah. see if we can move that chair over a little bit more. If yeah. Two yeah. Uh, yeah. We, might need, we might need to go here a little bit. Here. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Turn that baby around. You in, that, you in that picture? No, they don't need to see me. Okay. okay. You don't need to see me. <laughs> please, please move. No. Either, either way. Uh, yeah, either way, whichever. Which one, Which of you do you think will be speaking the most? Right. Or will it be dual? Just we'll yeah, it'll be dual. Okay, so you just guys just sit right close to each other. Yeah, okay. And, uh, the second will be more I'm gonna find the drill just a little bit. Oh, okay. okay. No, yeah, I guess that's good. Um, you guys, this will be mostly about you. If we if we ask questions because of something that you said, but this next hour will be most mostly you. Yeah. Yeah. So All there right. you are right there. You are in the photograph. So if you want to do that. And uh, sometimes this this microphone has a bit of trouble. So however that looks to you, uh, seeing your visage there. Should Sorry. I leave it here if it's right in front of my face? That's yeah. where it needs to be. Oh. Yeah, just uh, move it toward you yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, that, that is important. But, uh, sometimes people say they have trouble picking us up. And so, in fact, hey, good morning, Joseph. Thanks for, uh, thanks for checking in here with us. And appreciate your note. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the whole note later on. Uh, we'll make sure that we do that. Thanks for joining us here today. We have uh, we have folks. When we do the Facebook Live, of course, you know you get all kinds of whatever folks joining us from wherever they are. Uh, Joseph's actually uh, from Florida, so yeah. So we get folks from all over the place. One of the nice things about Facebook Live is that. Really has this permeating impact sure. all over the place. Yeah, um, our tech guy take sometimes the streams aren't always as uh, reliable as uh, they might be. So he actually goes into uh, YouTube Live sometimes, pulls out the streams, and oh, then wow. puts that in the bonus. So yeah, I'm really happy to work with such really good people and know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely not techie. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to pay somebody to take care of that every single time, man. Yeah. 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 As business owners, we know 
what we can take on and what we need to sell out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what Dr. Clyde mentioned is is the case. You know, this is all about you guys. So, you know, whatever you want to talk about, whatever direction you want to go, you want to ad lib, extemporaneous, whatever. Yeah. This this really becomes a conversation. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And do you want to focus it just on the business or anything about our history, or like our background or story? Oh, please. Yeah, the first question is going to be about you. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. And then after that, you know, we'll just. Maybe we'll get into a question or two, right? That'll we, be about we, it. We, we may get into a question or two. Yeah, okay. we may not. We okay. we just kind of feed off what you say and okay. how you and I go along with this. We want this to be a spotlight about you. Yeah, uh, awesome. <clears throat> that's really you know honestly, it's the reason why we're stepping out of the spotlight here because mm -hmm. you know the first hour we set the biblical theological. Sure. This hour is all about you guys. Yeah. So. And uh, I was telling everybody on air earlier that. Uh, you two are the very first uh, couple, uh, anybody, frankly, who I've invited back the very next week to talk yeah. again. Yeah, so, it makes sense to be like, a whole lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> no pressure at all. Well, we got some. What's that? Uh, three minutes. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, we've got some really big, you know, the social issue that you wanted to yeah. talk about. You want to talk about running for board member of a yeah. school, you know, yeah, wow, this is huge. Yeah. yeah. So these are really good things. So you know, honestly, kudos to you guys because you know, this is the first time this has happened. Well, yes, we are humbled. We're humbled. Like, hey, don't even know if we know. Right. This is the first for us. Well, this is kind of bittersweet for me. We went high school together. Okay. And and our high school was close. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just thinking about all of the. I don't know what term to say other than impactful, mm -hmm. prominent young men and women that come out of Arlington. And it's like one of the city's best kept secrets. Mm -hmm. really? wow. You know, yeah. yeah about 10, 15 pastors, uh, about four or five PhDs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if, I, if I wasn't, if I, you know, if I was making it up, I wouldn't have ever right. killed my wife on time. But it's not true. It shouldn't be any evidence. Okay. We, we have, you know, just, just, uh, uh, Mr. Basketball, yeah, just just so many, just so many, uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of, but it's also good to see that the education is real. I, I, I uh, referenced Mr. Urbane okay. in, 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 yeah. in this mm -hmm. book, uh, Professor's English. I was shoved into a, after what we, we call Iowa test back then, mm -hmm. uh, I was put in a, a college prepar uh, preparatory uh, English uh, level as a sophomore. Mm -hmm. Mr. Irvine used to force us to learn a word a day, a huge wow. word a day we didn't know. That was and I hated it. Yeah. But it was huge. This was just for later. Mm -hmm. For writing, for yeah. conversation, you know. Nice. And um, that type of education was going on. It's so, great. Yeah. I'm really really I'm sorry to hear about high school. That's, I, I, that's I, an I, unfortunate I, blow to history, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it really is. Not just all of yeah. yeah, it's one of the reasons why you want to be in a school board, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Prepping something. you for next week. Thank you. <laughs> you cannot take the pillars of education in an urban setting. You cannot take those out right. and then expect it to develop. Right. Yeah. The core of developing a society is exactly that society is yeah. to educate themselves. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Maurice, for the shout out, brother. Appreciate it. We're going to be starting here again in just a minute.
uh, this is our normal practice. So we take the two song break at the top of the hour and then we come back in. So we'll do, thank you, sir. Uh, we'll do about you know, 15, 20 minutes or just depending on how the conversation goes. We'll take another break in between and then take the rest up till 10, till the hour. Good. We've got another group. Ten Point come, uh, comes in right after us. Oh, nice. Coalition. Oh, great. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yep. HP. And we're back. Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next Step TV at the Cool Groove site. You, we come to you every Wednesday from 10 until noon. And uh, you can see us through the plate glass windows, by the way, if you want to join us at 2131 East 10th Street, right across the street from the Bonner Center. And I'll even take you out to lunch at Burger King afterwards. Uh, it's a great place to eat. They've got great salads over there. Uh, kudos to Burger King. So here we are. We're talking about small business here today. Uh, Dr. Clyde and I just uh, got done uh, chatting about that biblical theological base from a mm -hmm. Christian point of view. Glad to have done that. Learned about your lawnmower business, which I won't forget anytime soon, by the way. I think that's pretty cool. But right now, today we have a, a wonderful opportunity to have special guests, John and Tiffany Dearman, here from the west side of Indianapolis. And they're going to be talking with us here today about their own personal experiences in the small business world. So, John, Tiffany, thanks so much for joining us here today. We're grateful that you're here. Uh, go ahead and, and just kind of start off and tell us about yourselves. Uh, Give us some background, family, uh, where you've come from, however you want that to go, just jump in. Okay. okay. Well, first and foremost, uh, Dr. Clyde and Mark, thank you so much for this yeah. huge opportunity for us to come and share our story. And then ultimately, it's not about us, it's all about Christ and what right. we can do to further his kingdom. So there you go. if this setting can be an opportunity for us to do this, we're here. Um, and we're so excited that. We're blessed to be welcomed back next week. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to jump right in. John Dearman, my wife, Tiffany Dearman, we yeah. have been married for a little over almost three years now. Yeah, uh, 20, 2016 is when uh, the Lord brought us together. We're a blended family. Mm -hmm. I have three. She has three. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to see if I can get this right. Um, <laughs> so Carr is 26. Yeah. Kennedy's 25. I is 17, then my three, Jayla's 14, mm -hmm. and then I have two rambunctious boys, Nicholas 11, and Noah 6. Wow. So we have Noah nine. is 9. Sorry. He will not forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be listening to this. Anymore, so. All right. Well, You're we'll good. Sure we edit that out. <laughs> it's just exciting that the Lord has brought our family together from a blended perspective. Um, we have sort of derived in this place from death uh, in terms of my first uh, late wife passed away with cancer in 2016 of course 2013 sorry and then of course my wife she um, good to have a great wife man. yeah absolutely and, uh, absolutely. and just uh, divorced in terms of and she can share her story but uh, we both have come in, come from this broken relationship but yet God has uh, redeemed us mm -hmm. into this relationship into this family and we're just excited that what he's doing in our lives now I'll let my wife sort of take it from there. <laughs> well, um, I would just say, I think we both feel very much like it's a God story. Uh, we were in the same church for probably eight to ten years, never met, never crossed paths or anything like that. Um, and then um, I was single mom, single for 11 years, never even went out on a date. Um, and a very good friend of both of ours that we didn't know we had in common actually just set me up. <laughs> so he knew what the intention was. And, uh, and Gary knew the intention, but I was a bit blindsided, um, just focusing on raising my children 
um, and uh, you know, trying to make ends meet. And then um, God decided that it was time to you know bring our families together. And so it's just a really, really neat you know opportunity to look back and see where God's hand Absolutely. was over both of us. And we never call it Plan B. We always call it Part Two of Plan A. Yeah. Um, for our children, and um, we're just enjoying. I'm enjoying an opportunity to have a second chance at mothering um, some, you know, three beautiful children that he's been so committed to. And um, it's just been, of course, you know, blending families. We say it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you know, it takes some real intentionality, but it's been a really beautiful experience, opportunity, and now our kids. Have more support in yeah, mm-hmm. the bigger family. So mm-hmm. let's just do a little bit about our story. That's great. We would call ourselves the Black Brady Bunch. Three boys and three girls. We're all about that. Here's the story. That's, That's right. right. Here's the story. And for those of you too young to remember who the Brady Bunch That's is, right. We're aging go Google, now. Google that thing. Okay. Yeah. Make sure you know what that's all about. <laughs> So tell us a little bit uh, now about where you live uh, in Indianapolis and uh, tell us about your business is, you know, the two of you have two different businesses. So talk about some of those things. Well, I started when, when my first wife passed away in 2013, I took off because at that point, my, my kids were five, nine, five, seven, and 10. Uh, so at that point I took off for a year just to be all hands on deck to help allow God to heal our heart through this really uh, hard time. We were almost, uh, uh, their mom and I were almost married for almost 16 years. So it was a little bit of time, a whole lot of time. So uh, at that moment, at that very uh, time, I was working at IU Health for almost 19 years. Mm-hmm. A great company, really moving and, and um, moving up the ranks in that uh, in that organization. They, they were a huge blessing to me. So I took off and I was still able to get a paycheck and be off. Took off for a whole year. And then at that point, I had done some due diligence and homework on looking at some entrepreneur opportunities with this particular company that were in line with my core values, which is to honor God, to do things right with integrity, uh, high level customer satisfaction. And it turned out to be Office by Commercial Cleaning Company, which was a franchise that started out in Franklin, Indiana. Well, met with a couple of franchise owners and just felt like a part of the family as I met with them and the um, core values lined up with me. And at that point, began to really consider, how can I make this happen? And if the Lord is leading me, will I trust him and follow him? And, and that really happened. God opened up an opportunity by faith. I trusted him and followed him. And it allowed me to still uh, be all hands on deck with my young children as a single dad, but yet also provide the resources that I need to go forward as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, re- it was going really well. Uh, College Park Church family was also very supportive of this journey. And, and so once I jumped in, had one employee, that was me, zero <laughs> accounts. And I'm uh, super blessed and thankful that now I have 12 healthy, vibrant employees and I have 45 plus accounts all throughout the city. Mm-hmm. One in Anderson, one in Shelbyville. Uh, God has really grown this business, and I'm tremendously happy. And the other thing is, I can still be all hands on deck in a sense with my family as well as my wife and kids. So mm-hmm. it's been super exciting. The journey has uh, um, just been just something to tell about, to talk about mm-hmm. for His glory, and it's all about Him and not about me. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and so I actually have been in real estate for about 20 years. Um, have been in Brownsburg for 15 years. Um, so that's where we live now, Brownsburg, Indiana. Um, and I was with uh, New Home Sales. I started New Home Sales with C.P. Morgan, um, which I'm sure some of the listeners out there are probably familiar. We built a whole lot of homes throughout Indianapolis. Uh, I was there for about um, 13 years. And then uh, when they, just before they went out of business, by the grace of God, I got my real estate license and my brokerage license. And so um, my company was born out of just meeting a need for um, clients that we had, had already purchased homes to be built and then they weren't going to be built. And so by having my broker's license, I was able to immediately help those people find homes. So that was truly God's timing, just a blessing from the Lord. Um, I remember putting um, posters on all the model doors saying, if you need help with your earnest money or you need to find a home, please call me. And uh, that's how my company was born, Real Results Real Estate, just trying to get results for people and problem solving. And that's still what I consider it to be today. Um, it's been very successful. That has really blessed me with amazing relationships, with just being engaged with the public you know, on a daily basis, that in and of itself is just a blessing. It's a lot of fun. Um, uh, and I sell all over. I say Greenwood to Geist and both ways around the circle, just because I have the opportunity to work in almost every school system when I was in new home sales. Um, and so I really enjoy real estate. It does give me the opportunity to hopefully live out, you know, my Christian faith and my belief with my clients. Hopefully they see a difference mm -hmm. in the way that they are served um, and feel like I, I try to just become part of the family, you know, um, so that they can trust me. And, you know, as a realtor, you're so much more than a realtor for people because it's a, it's a really big and intimidating, you know, purchase for people in the largest family. Way. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've been truly blessed um, just to be able to do that and now to be on the board for my board. Um, that's just another blessing and another broader perspective of how we impact the community um, as an association. So, mm. yeah. Marvelous stuff, fun. right? And yeah. she actually sold my first house, and that's part of our I story. Oh. Uh, dear friend of mine, Gary, we, we pretty much fellowship. You know, once a month, it's just a brother who is just near and dear to my heart. We, we've been friends for over 10 plus years, but it's just a brother who loves the Lord. We love God's word and we just walk and do life together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never forget one morning, I have no clue on just talking about this whole dating and courting thing. But as I sat down, I said, Hey, Gary, do you know anybody who loves Jesus, who loves the word, who loves family? Mm -hmm. And he's like, Why are you asking me this? <laughs> he said, He mentioned her name. And I said, Tiffany. Tiffany, who? Like, does she belong to College Park? And he's like, Yeah, I'm thinking, hmm. Now I'm thinking, like, <laughs> do I know this person? Because, you know, well, and I, you know, we know people, we sure. connect with people, but, <laughs> but I didn't know her. And then he said, yeah, she sells homes. She's, you know, I said, perfect. <laughs> I'm not ready to sell my home, but I think one day I will. So <laughs> just see, see if you can send a message to her. And uh, he sent a message to her, and we met, and here we are. That's great. And she yeah. feels that I ambushed her, and I probably he did. did. But, yeah. but he didn't let the game go too long. He was pretty, exactly pretty right. upfront yeah. about who he was yeah. yeah. That's what it be. Yeah, there you go. And she eventually did sell my house. Yep. 
seven days over this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here we have the real estate lady of the year right over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to see my dog, dog's hand. I, I, I absolutely see it. Yeah, absolutely see it. What are you've really emphasized quite a bit about the the uh, the blessings that uh, the Lord has given to you guys and your families and your individual lives and your businesses. Uh, what have been maybe if you could pull out a struggle or two for each of you um, in terms of your business life? What are the things that you have struggled with the most? Because um, we know that this isn't just you know an easy way to live life as small business owners. Okay. So uh, tell us a little bit about where you struggle and how you struggle. I think, Mark, for me, I, the greatest blessing that ultimately, at the end of the day, God has blessed us to be a good steward of what he has given us. And that's a huge, huge undertaking. Um, and it's really just being a good manager of what he has blessed you with. So as I take on, as I took on this entrepreneurship and trying to manage this as a business owner perspective, I found some of the hardest things to manage was serving my family, well, serving the Lord first, serving my family, serving my staff, serving my customers, serving my vendors. So you're constantly giving of yourself to all these individuals. And sometimes you can downright get stressed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're going in different directions where God is saying, you shouldn't be going that way. You need to be going this way. And, and, and sincerely. Yeah. You're really trying to do a good yeah. job, but you're still stretched. Yeah, yeah. you're stretched. And sometimes you can get overly stretched, mm -hmm. if that's a word. And then oftentimes that leads into being stretched more in other areas. And then oftentimes, quite frankly, who suffers? The family. Yeah. And I have two. Uh, our kids are very active in sports and school and all that good stuff. And sometimes my youngest son sometimes just wants me to be out in, in the driveway throwing the football with him. Mm -hmm. And I just can't. And that's for us the constant how am i going to balance this out every single day and i found as a business owner i'm constantly praying about that i'm constantly got lead me into lead me into this this situation this meeting this adventure if it's of you yes i'll go but if it's not i need to yeah. say no and not right. at this time mm -hmm. if that I, makes sense yeah i would agree with that it's, um, i mean as a business owner you know it's great because you have flexibility and you have some autonomy but you also never get to turn it off because you own it, you know? And so for me, it's the same thing with the time management, mm -hmm. being able to shut things down, saying no, which is so hard to do to clients. And it seems like, you know, it just, honestly, the deals that require the most attention and the most commitment and take the longest oftentimes pay the least. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide how to balance that. Mm -hmm. um, and you never want to say no, because as realtors, we all have to decide that. So those are the people who oftentimes don't ever get a call back. And they're so thankful and grateful when you do, but then you have to manage, okay, how do I do this four times over and, you know, manage the clients that I'm already, you know, committed to. So I think it's hard to say no, mm -hmm. um, it, for me anyway, because I want to help people. Um, and then just time management for the family, you know, getting dinner on the table, you know, at a decent time and, and things like that. That um, as a business owner, you just, it's hard to shut it off. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to take vacation, yeah. you know, and have someone else take it for so. Just out of the blue here, and I know uh, I didn't necessarily send a question about this, but I, I wonder if you could address the issue of. Uh, vocation as ministry, your job as ministry. You, 
John, just a moment ago, you said about how much you give to people and so on, your vendors and your employees and so on. Uh, talk ab about the job uh, that you have, the vocation that you have as a ministry yeah. itself. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that, that drew me the most with Office Private Franchise, the brand, the first core value they listed out was to honor God. Mm. And I really feel that everything that I do in my life is to do that, is to honor God. If you think about the gospel and the gospel itself, uh, as the children of God, at every given moment of your life, whatever occupation you're doing, we should spread the aroma of Jesus Christ and what we're doing. So to honor God, to me, means honor God with integrity in terms of giving a fair and balanced quote to my customers, to be professional, to really leave that room where they say, wow, that, that guy is different. And different in a way that points to not just any human standards, but that this person is, is being governed and guided by someone bigger than him. Mm -hmm. I also really pour into that and lean into that with my staff. I'm very, very forthright with what this business is all about. I'm just being a steward. I tell the people who want to come on board with me, they say, I'm just trying to be a good steward of what God has given me in this business. If you want to be a part of this, I want to serve him as I serve you as my staff member. I want to serve him as we're serving the customer together. And Clyde, Dr. Clyde also had opportunity to share my story of hope and restoration to some of my staff members. Mm -hmm. um, so I really do believe that when I just continue to lean into that and allow God to use me, it's all about him and not about me. And I'm not shy to say what this is all about. I tell all of my staff, I let them know that opportunity presents itself where we want to make a difference in the community. Opportunity presents itself that I want to connect with the Bonner Center and bring some people on board. I'm really excited about the opportunities that I made with work one and the, the re-entry of ex-felons mm -hmm. and ex-addicts. Mm -hmm. That's all Jesus. Because we all need a second chance. We all have a story. Mm -hmm. And why not why not me in terms of God using me and offers pride in this ministry to bring forth his glory? So I get excited about that. And I'm I'm still pushing into that mm -hmm. that um, those more opportunities will come my way, and I hope that this will be an opportunity for to push opportunities uh, in terms of furthering this kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's um, two specific areas that really allow me um, to share principles of my faith. One is um, I have the um, privilege of being a Dave Ramsey ELP, which is all about financial peace, you know, achieving um, financial peace with the Prince of Peace. So if um, someone's looking for a home in Indianapolis and they go on that site, I would be one of the agents that would, they would be able to choose from to help them with the process. And I love that because these, uh, it allows me the opportunity to counsel with people about financial stewardship, which again, if it's all God's and it all belongs to him, then we should take care of it by the time that we have it as though it is his. Mm -hmm. And that, um, especially with young couples who are like first-time home buyers, but I meet a lot of couples who are not first-time home buyers who also struggle with having a budget, with prioritizing their finances, with communicating together on that. We know money is one of the number one causes of divorce and money arguments. So helping people, you know, in that area, I love it. Um, we got to do um, that class with our young adults at College Park. And I got to use a lot of the training that I've 
gotten through the day rooms and program and gone through that program. So that's one area where I feel like it really allows me to be able to share the um, principles of my faith. And then the other one, I think, is just, um, you know, a lot of times people are selling properties and they don't live here. And they need someone who can truly own the whole process. Repairs have to be made, painting has to be done, staging, all of that. And that's a scary proposition. You can't be here to see what someone's doing and what they're charging you for what they say they've done. And so um, I really do take that seriously. And that has kind of created a niche for me in my business and being able to work with either investors or homeowners who are out of state and need to sell their property. That should put me tomorrow with someone. Um, and just having relationships with contractors who have integrity um, that I can say, hey, I need this done. I need it done this way. I can just give them, you know, an estimate. On it. So that I feel like is also um, just the integrity piece of it and um, wanting people to feel like they can trust me to a degree that they may not feel like they can, you know, trust just mm-hmm. anyone um, that they talk to. So I feel like I'm able to share my faith and hopefully they see something different, mm-hmm. you know, in me and that commitment. Um, but I think those are two two areas that really give me the opportunity. And there's training other realtors. I love to train. That's my passion. Mm-hmm. So new agents in the business, you know, that have questions and being able to really These have been uh, huge opportunities to hear from you, too. We're going to take a one-song break, uh, but when we come back, uh, we want to hear more from John and Tiffany Dearman. Uh, You're listening to Warp and Woof Radio, RadioNext.tv at the Cool Groove site. And when we return, we'll talk more about small business and entrepreneurialism from a Christian point of view. Thanks for listening to us this morning. Those of you who are staying with us, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Uh, We'll stay right here. You stay right here with us, and uh, we'll continue the conversation. Uh, One song break. We'll be right back. So that was easy. easy. You all did 20 minutes with no problem. Look at you. I was sweating for a minute. I'm going to reach out to you. Yeah, Yeah, man, you get the saddle. It's just look out. Riding into the sunset now. One of the the biggest problems uh, I know in the African American community is that people want to start businesses. Uh, They only want to make money. And you, if you if you are a Christian, that can never be a number one goal. Right. It cannot be. It cannot be. uh, I'd like you guys to talk about that a little bit. Um, The entrepreneurial spirit is correct. It is right. But but money cannot be your number one goal. Mm-hmm. Not if you're a child of God. Yeah. Now if you're in the world and that's what you pursue, that's that's fine. It's not gonna work that way either. But but if you if you're gonna be a child of God, the kingdom of God has to be yeah. and glorifying God right. by doing using kingdom principles has mm-hmm. to be your goal. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I talk to my children, I get to buy I'm um, I'm in a blended family of yeah. sorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. of sorts. So, uh, and by touching my uh, my, my uh, children about it constantly, that uh, you have got to keep the kingdom of God before you, yeah. and how you treat people, and what your plans are, and what businesses you seek to to start. You know, right. you know this is hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's hot or right for you. Yeah, it means it's led for you. Yeah. Uh, the one, the, the football player, graduated from Ball State. Uh, He's just all over. He's trying to find wherever he can. If you, you, you ever have uh, 
someone you talk to or one of your kids, they, they just they hear the part of what you say that they like. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So I've talked to them about how important it is to 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 learn to uh, head your own business. Mm-hmm. All he hears about is I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hears that I'm in charge. And, uh, yeah. and so he, he, anybody who could tell him about how to be, you know, better, you know, in charge, he's excited about that. Right. But not this whole process of, like you said, you work for IU, 19 right. years. Right. We, we talked about that just before you, we, you guys started walking up. Any true successful entrepreneur that I'm a Christian entrepreneur, God sends them someone, some company to sit under, to learn, to watch, to make your mistakes, to fail, to watch what they fail at and say, okay, don't do that, Mm -hmm. you know, before he puts you in your own, the the helm of your own business. I've just seen it so many times. Principles just don't change. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I, I, I tell my son that same thing. The beauty with that is that you don't want to burn your bridges because I know I could probably call my manager today and she'd be like, well, love to invite me back into a leadership role without your help. But that's kind of where they were kind of leaning me, uh, taking me. But uh, it's it's because of my work ethic and my integrity and no fear of not sharing my faith. They they hated seeing me go, but they were excited about me going to first serve my family in that situation with my with that situation with my wife, who's at that point a late wife, who was really in her last days, they supported me on that. But they was welcoming me back. But also, they said, "Hey, whatever you do, we know you have you have our blessings, and that we're here for you always." And that's one of the things I try to share with some of my employees to say, "Hey, don't 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 burn your bridges." You know, so. Sometimes we think it's being the boss, but you're also a mentor, a coach. It's a pastor of some pastor. Sometimes you just you wear all these hats, but at the end of the day, you're self-serving. You know, I think a lot of times people miss that part. You know, as a boss, you're thinking you're the boss, but really, what I realized now after five plus years in this is that I'm constantly giving and serving, which is what Christ has done for all of us every single day. All right. So when we come back, uh, Dr. Clyde, why don't you uh, lead us off? Where, where did you say we want to go next? Uh, you were, oh, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. I mean, okay. your so comment about wealth, and yeah. Yeah, I think that's really huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to bring us in more. All right. <clears throat> And we are back, Warp and Woof Radio, Radio Next.tv at the Cool Groove site. You hear us every Wednesday from 10 until noon, right across the street from the Bonner Center, 2131 East 10th Street. Glad to be in the urban core of Indianapolis, the opportunity to minister uh, in and around Indianapolis with great folks uh, who come to us every week uh, telling us about their experiences as Christians uh, based on Titus chapter 3, 1, 8, and 14, to do good, do good, do good. That's our focus here uh, in this particular show and every show that we do. Uh, Dr. Clyde, uh, you had some questions for our guests that uh, you want to make sure to contribute here. Uh, so go ahead and, and talk with them about uh, the kinds of things that you were interested in discussing. That's right. Now, what I want to ask can be answered by either John or Tiffany, but uh, I'd like for them to discuss, maybe it's not a question, I'd like for them to discuss how to curb the enthusiasm of a young young person who is interested in uh, uh, starting a business, but maybe not for the right reasons. Um, 
what I mean most specifically, often the idea, the notion of entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur is exciting because they get to be in charge. But often that's because they think they're going to make the most money or that, you know, it's, it's, it's a chance to get rich quick. Can you talk about that? What some of the pitfalls of that kind of mindset and how they should? Yeah, well, I think, again, you know, getting back to biblical principles, it's very clear in, in Scripture when your house is built on sand, mm-hmm. it's not going to stand. Right. And so having the Lord be the foundation of that, for me, for instance, um, I can remember in my tenure working in new home sales, and there were times when I just didn't feel like I was getting the recognition that I should have been getting. And, you know, Scripture clearly says we don't exalt ourselves. We wait and we allow God to do that. And he does oftentimes prepare us for those times by taking us through, you know, the groundwork, the training, the learning. Um, we have two adult children. Um, and I do believe eventually both of them will probably end up starting businesses. But I stress to them all the time, get all of the knowledge, the information, build the relationships that you have now in the field that you enjoy. They're both in fields that they really enjoy and they're very good at and they're gifted. Mm-hmm. God has gifted them in those areas. But there's still a lot to learn more about people and engaging with people mm-hmm. than about their trade. Right. Very good at their trade. Mm-hmm. But I had a, 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 a boss who used to tell me all the time, spare me your brilliance until you've been here a little while. And now I look back and that was really, really good wisdom because it's it's easy to get excited and think you just have it all figured out, you know, when you come out of college or you have your education. Um, but there's it's invaluable to learn how to interact with people. I mean, you're only leading if someone's actually following you, and you can't force that. that and true. so I think to encourage young people to, um, you know, be patient, get the knowledge, get the, you, you don't want to start a business and then fail. You want it to be successful, and you want to pray through what does that look like and what how can you do that in a way that glorifies God? Because we know his number one concern is souls, right. and that all would come to him. And so anything that he blesses us with is going to be because that's where our passions are and where right. our heart is. And then oftentimes the rest will come. I right. mean, it doesn't mean that we can't be profitable or we can't be successful, right. but it means that the fundamental uh, you know, passions mm-hmm. of our heart are to, to seek God, to glorify yeah, him, just... and allow him to bless it, Absolutely. you know, as he chooses. And that's easy to say. Absolutely. As you were speaking, that Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his rights and all these things to be added. Right. was coming to my mind. Um, I, um, what, what are your thoughts about that, John? I think one of the things, Dr. Clyde, is first and foremost, you need to get to the heart of this, this, this young, this person who's wanting to start a business. Mm-hmm. Is it for the financial success? Or is he or she trying to make a difference in the community? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if you're a Christian, you want to be all about the kingdom purpose. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Uh, My listeners know. So they think well, I told you to say that I didn't. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's that's the core, that's the foundation of God sending us, God calling us. Sure. It's not about us to start this business to make a bunch of money because we all know that is possible, right. but without God, you can make a bunch of money today or be broke tomorrow. Absolutely. But with God, first and foremost, like my wife said, patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me and my story, I did my due diligence. I did my homework. 
I, I knew I knew God was leading me to be an entrepreneur, but the first thing I was like, Lord, are you sending me? And if it's you, I will go. And he worked that out in terms of prayer, fasting, God's word, but also he gave me some wisdom. Do I have the resources to start a business? And if I don't, what am I doing to get myself in a position to start a business? Um, Next thing is do your your due diligence on this business industry. Office Pride, I ended up meeting with several franchise owners and said, hey, what does this look like? I had a laundry list of questions, okay? (laughs) As a business owner, as a franchise owner, how is the Office Pride brand going to support you in your infant stages of starting this business. How does this look for you when you started this business? So tell this person, this 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 young man, this young lady, just this is my story and walk them through that and give them some perspective. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times I realize they will sit back and say, wow, I didn't know it was about this. <laughs> I didn't know he had to go through this. But once you get through that and they have the resources, let them know it's hard work. And then from a Christian's perspective, it's hard work not being just like the other business owner who's just trying to get a dollar. We as Christian business owners, we do things with integrity, character. We treat our staff right. If we treat our staff right, our customers be treated right. And sometimes we understand through God's wisdom, this customer, this staff may not be a good fit for our business model. And we have to have that understanding because if it's all about the money, I'm taking on everybody. Right. Sometimes taking on everyone is not always a wise So I really begin to walk them through in terms of a day in the life of my lifestyle, but also let them know you cannot do this alone. You have to have like-minded brothers. You have to connect yourself, surround yourself with people who are all about the kingdom purpose, who's all about doing things right with integrity, and also doing it with passion and excellence. That's right. That's where the resources will then begin to come. I believe the 46 customers that I have, the reason why they've been with me for three or four plus years is because I try to serve them at a high level. I try to serve them with integrity in terms of if they're having an issue or whatever. I try to be intentional, giving them a call back 24 to 48 hours. I try to interact with them in a very professional way. And sometimes if I can't do it, I simply say, I'm sorry. There's there's a lot of humility, Dr. Clyde, in being a leader. And sometimes you have to say that. That really makes, that's a difference. So I really try to just unpack and let them know this is this is what it's like. But if you're willing to put the work in with God as your source of your strength and your passion and your purpose, all things are possible. Two things I want to comment very quickly about that. One, I I think um, John is going to be starting another business soon, a church. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my word, yes. (laughs) But uh, another thing, another thing is, is is both of you talked about the importance of uh, and we haven't mentioned this, but but in leadership, whether it be a business, pastoring, professoring, relationships yeah. are so yeah. valuable. Dr. Eugene White, who, who who's president of um, Martin University, who I come to understand is retiring now, um, was was complimenting me about something once in the class. Uh, it pulled me out of the class, scared me to Dickens because he pulled me right out of the class to talk to me yeah. while I was teaching. And he, he was giving me scores about surveys that have been taken. And he said about this particular thing, I scored the highest. And he said, I want to tell you why you scored the highest. Mm-hmm. 
and you, the president's talking to you, you know, he's coming to shout <laughs> class, you just kind of listen, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. He said, I don't know what it is about you, but you have learned the importance of relationships. Yeah. And relationships matter. And I think I hear I see that thread throughout what what Tiffany is saying, John is saying, and, and we talk about it all the time. Relationships, yeah. leadership, leading people, or fellowship yeah. is about relationships to clients, to constituents, to staff, to constituents, relationships. And I think uh, in an overarching way, uh, businesses do better when they make the relationship a priority versus the reward yeah. the riches. Mm -hmm. I really do. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So how, how, how uh, John or Tiffany, what, what advice would you give someone who's, who, who decided today they're listening to the broadcast, they hear you, they see you, uh, you become, you know, interesting to them. How, what would you tell them to do? Two or three things to start their own businesses. Um, I would say first do your research. Make sure you know what you're getting into in terms of the field and the industry that you're choosing. Make sure you know what the outlook is for that industry and for the specific you know, trade that you want to go into in that industry. What does it look like 10 years from now? How is it changing um, because that you're never um, standing still, you're either forward or backward typically um, in any situation. So I would say do your research. I would say look at your finances. A lot of businesses, um, I think the average is still two years um, before a small business will either you know fold or get past that hump. Um, and the numbers are still pretty high for new businesses that don't make it. Um, and oftentimes that's uh, finances either growing too fast or growing too slow which is why it's really important to look at, you know, that, the outlook, that business, the future outlook. Um, first and foremost, praying as believers, we want to be, you know, um, feeling like God is calling us. Is it truly a gift? Is it something that you're passionate about that you can be the best at and that you can potentially profit at? Um, look at all those areas so there doesn't become frustrations uh, when you get in, into that business um, of areas that you just didn't explore deeply enough mm -hmm. before you decided, you know, take that leap and get some good mentors around you. Yeah. Because even when you check off all those uh, boxes, as soon as you get into it, some of those are going to change. And it's so great to have relationships and, you know, people who've been where you're trying to go that can share with you some of the pitfalls that you might run into. It can be there to give you good advice and um, direction and guidance from a biblical perspective um, when you, you get to those places we all we have those. And, and I think that's a very important part of being successful in a business. Yeah. I think relationship, Dr. Clyde, is absolutely essential. I, I really realize, I realize that people don't buy my product, they buy me. Yeah. It's the relationship. Yeah. Um, in regards to this this mm. this person who wants to start a business, I honestly, this person, I will sit them down and say, hey, you need to find that person who's doing what you desire to do. Yeah. Link up with that person. Be an under-shepherd of that person. Uh, follow that person. And what I found is it's not a hard, it's not easy finding that person, but that person who's who's seeking after that person, who's diligent in finding that person and sitting under that person for six, three months, six months, whatever, that shows their commitment on really wanting to start a business. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really, an, a, it makes sense because you may get under uh, 
uh, this business owner and find that this is not what God has called you to do. But you, you have done your due diligence. You mm -hmm. sought out um, that that leadership. And even in that in that under shepherd role, watching this person, you may find out that this may not be what you want to do, but God has shifted you to something different. Mm -hmm. um, but what I found is that if that person is not excited about doing that, I don't know how committed he will be or she will be in actually starting his or her own business. And also I offer mentorship and say, hey, if, you know, you want to find that business owner who's doing what you desire to do. But also I want to come alongside and mentor you on what you need to do mentally to prepare you to be a servant leader, not a leader, a servant leader. Because, again, you're constantly giving and serving some you know, Brother John, you, you, you tapped into something there as as, as you so eloquently are explaining what you do. The, the, the idea of passion. And I think a lot of people neglect uh, their true passion when they when they start to grapple with notions of being entrepreneurial. Yeah. You, you need to, I, I believe, a person needs to, even in my field, you know, there, there there's a, a group of, there, there are Pastors who are seeking to be pastors, some of which because they want to be in charge, mm -hmm. they, want to like to be, they like to be the lead. You have to have a passion and a desire to do this. Can you guys talk a little bit about how yeah. the role of passion in, in well, being an entrepreneur? I'm just going to jump in this because right now, in this industry that I'm in, I, I employ just a level of staff that there's a lot of turnover. Just, mm -hmm. just being quite frank. Okay. And my passion illuminates when I have to put on my office price shirt, put my Chuck Taylors on and go out and clean this building at one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. because this person I entrusted basically just quit on me at 1235 in the morning. <laughs> my passion for my business when I have to get up with excitement and still go serve that customer yeah. and do it with due diligence Excitement, excellence, right. and and in the meantime, be committed to getting someone up in that role to commit to 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 stay committed to that customer. Mm -hmm. So that's where my passion really illuminates itself. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have that passion at that very moment, I'm not in the business. Right. I shouldn't mm -hmm. be in the business. Put it that way. Yeah. And that happens quite frequently. Yes, it's hard, but I realize that in those hard grinding moments, we all can attest to this. This is when God is really shaping us and absolutely us right. absolutely yeah. So, um yeah and i'm in that right now <laughs> i may have to go clean when we go clean. and that's okay yeah uh, i would absolutely concur um i think passion is contagious i think people can feel when you have just a deep level of commitment and it doesn't always mean you're excited or um, then you're just always like smiling, but it does mean that you are committed. There is a burning desire in you to share mm -hmm. what God has gifted you in. Mm -hmm. I think anybody who knows me would say, I am passionate about training, breaking things down to build people up is something that just energizes me. Um, and you can see that and it, it's something I love to do. And because of that, the Lord has blessed me with the opportunity to do that over and over and over and actually, you know, be able to help, you know, provide for our family in doing it. But without that, I would still be passionate about it. And I think that's what sustains you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the fuel that sustains us over time. I mean, clearly Christ was passionate about, you know, his 
his journey um, and on earth and allowing us to have a relationship with his father. And that passion took him all the way to the cross, willingly to serve. And I think that that is the role that passion can play in our businesses, in our homes, in our marriages, is just that it becomes not about us, but about, you know, the end goal, uh, which is to serve and to serve Christ and to serve God loud. you got to have a passion in what you're doing to get through those 12.35 in the morning cleanings or the things that just seem to sometimes drain you. Uh, so I, I, I just think there's, it's hard to put, you know, a, a, a value on the level um, of uh, the role that passion can play in your business. I'm telling you, preachers got a wife that's helping them close. So we've got about five minutes left. Uh, and our focus, of course, is uh, to kind of lead, leave our audience with uh, the last words from you guys. Oh, so, um, and this is just the first week of two weeks. So see, you get wow. to come back again and kind of ex exercise some more of that passion. Uh, but this is uh, this is our interest here at the end of the program. What do you want to leave the audience with as we take off here today? Yeah, okay. I would just say, and I think hopefully it's been evident in all that we've talked about, that, um, that God is worthy, that he is sovereign, um, that he is good, um, and just to, to trust him, to walk in faith, to be you know, open vessels in whatever it is that is your area that you are in life, whether you're going to be starting a business or you're, you know, working for someone and, you know, just trying to provide for your family, just trusting God for the moment that he has you in, in life. Um, and then to, you know, go from there, but just that he's so worthy of that. And he knows so much better than we know what is right for us and what is good for us and, and how we can actually bloom in the place that we're planted. And just say, listen to his voice, voice and, and seek him um, in your business and in all that you do and, and be that light, um, that, that light in that darkness. And we know there's a lot of, of darkness out there. And just continue to do that and trust God to use you wherever you are. Yeah, I think... Again, guys, thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, it's I'm been honored, man. I'm, I'm excited. We're so excited to be I'm here. I'm excited for you guys. Uh, I think for us, for me, it's the Bible is clear. It's about one story. It's about Jesus reconciling his people back to him. And as a business owner, I'm just grateful that he has created an opportunity for me to be about the kingdom purpose, yeah. that, that we serve a holy God as a business owner. I serve a holy God to do things with excellence and integrity and with, with high level purpose. I also believe that God is faithful in those 1235 a.m. nights <laughs> that he will sustain you to get right. you through that. And God is a loving God. You know, He his mercy goes before us day in and day out. So even though I may short, be short-staffed today, God is a loving God to provide the right resources and the right connections that I may be fully staffed tomorrow That's afternoon. Right. But more so than that, there's a sovereign God. God has called us as business owners for such a time like this. So my ultimate um, purpose in this, this sovereign God who has called us, is that he will be glorified in all that we do. And we're excited to be in this position, this season of our life, to be a blessing yeah, to our children, to make a difference in our community, to make a difference in 
and our our, 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 our our community as a whole in Indianapolis, as well as the United States. Wherever God has called us, we want to continue to make a difference for his glory. We're, we're excited about it. Well, I don't know that it could go any better than what it's gone today. Dr. Clyde, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure, my friend. Yeah, man. My pleasure, my friend. I've been blessed. It has been a great time. Yeah. And eyes have not seen or ear heard what God has planned uh, for the dear. I may have. If I don't get to see it on earth, I have to see it from glory. He's going to do some amazing things with the spirit of this team. There's one spirit in these two. So good seeing you too, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And for, for my part, I will say this. Um, I honestly think that at some point in the future that you will be the new YouTube phenoms <laughs> and uh, teaching and training and being uh, the next-gen leaders uh, throughout uh, Indianapolis as well as the world. You've been listening to Warp and Woof Radio, radionext.tv at the Cool Group site. We come to you every Wednesday from 10 until noon. And next Wednesday, you get to see these two again. How about that? That's pretty cool. And I'm juiced about it just because it's been such a great broadcast here today, uh, as it is every week. Dr. Clyde, thank you so much, my friend. My pleasure, for, uh, my friend. Always a pleasure. It is a wonder to be with you. I just uh, I love so much hearing all the stories you have to tell. So uh, with that, we'll sign off for today. Thanks all every so much for watching us and listening to us, and we'll return next week.